0: You did preface our recording with saying I've got something weird to tell you about, but I could not have predicted it would be this. This yes, man in the FBI, uh, he is involved! and she knows it! How uh, does she knows that her life is worthless? Do you understand me? They have to fucking kill her! We don't have time to meet his lawyer water! Or... Hello everybody and welcome back to another Yep, that's right. Another edition of Uncaged.
1: I think I'm just as surprised as everyone else. <laughs>
0: right off the bat, <laughs> straight out of the gates, I want to potentially, I'm yet to edit it at this point of time, apologise for everything you heard yesterday, because I don't know about you, Daniel. I don't remember much of what we talked about.
1: Look, I had a lot of gin, and I watched a lot of a, a lot of Deadfall.
0: <laughs> Boy, howdy. Like, I don't have a ton of memory of it. I'm pretty sure we... We really ripped into poor Chris at one point. I feel like
1: a lot of the the jokes that we'd normally kind of save for this that kind of, you know, fly under the radar of being a bit too horrible went into the actual stream and into the Discord chat. So by the time by the time I got to so normally when we do this we kind of joke around if it was bad like if it's a bad film we'll joke around how it was bad but never touch on how it, how it makes you feel by the time we got into the podcast we'd already been talking about how bad this film was for maybe 40 minutes so by the time I got to here I was just angry
0: <laughs> this is how I feel on a molecular level about what I've experienced on a Monday this is how
1: I feel about watching Deadpool
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah damn I mean I don't know the right day of the week for it but Monday night isn't it Monday definitely is not the one boy I mean by the time whoever's listening to this is hearing this that episode will have been edited and released so we'll see which which nuggets made through but yeah all i know is we got to the end we had over an hour of talking and i'm so unsure what came out of that (laughs) i think the majority
1: majority is just naming different things that chris had actually made before and after and then just swearing Let's tuck into today's meal Yes,
0: and today we made a new friend Doug Chesnick Cage
1: We're talking about the film Guarding Tess from 1994 We're going to move into another free film year uh, Consisting of Doug Chesnick, Charlie Lang and Bill Furpo Still excited for Bill
0: God. So today we were spending good time with Doug Chesnick Cage And his role as security guard For Tess Chaplin Tess Tess Carlyle. Tess Carlyle is the widow of the former president. Nicolas Cage is her head of security. Yeah. That's pretty much the film.
1: That's pretty much the film, and boy, do they not get on.
0: They don't get on, but do they? There's some tension there. Is it sexual? If I know Nikki, it definitely is.
1: Well, the president's dead, so he doesn't have to steal your girl, so I don't think he's that interested.
0: Well, who do you think killed him? (laughs)
1: We know he's he's willing to get the Declaration of Independence. He probably would kill the president. <laughs> gone are the days of getting a big eagle tattooed on his chest. The Patriots
0: gone. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this is, I suppose that's sort of a way of, of bridging the gap here. We saw a very different side of Nicolas Cage during this particular film.
1: The first note that I made for this was that it was as if Nick was grounded for the whole film. It was as it was as if, was as if uh, Tess's uh, Tess Carlisle, uh, who's played by Shirley MacLaine, It was as if she had seen his previous uh, couple of films and just it was just absolutely having none of it. I this film felt like punishment for Nick.
0: It did, but I think, quite possibly jumping ahead, but this is a very good segue. and I'd love to talk about what were you thinking? about Nick Cage's involvement in this and I have a pretty rock solid theory but I'd love to hear if you had any thoughts on this first I think
1: after you make Deadfall you literally say yes to anything because people aren't jumping at you to get that performance again (laughs) I think after the run of films that he's just had I think he uh, would be silly to say no to any job offers I don't think there's many other films he's uh, yeah I don't think he's in any position to say no.
0: I, think, I do think Deadfall is integral to why he ended up getting involved in this film. We know that this is a sometime, often method man, and he goes full cokehead in Deadfall, uh, when he's playing the role of Deddy. And he goes, I don't doubt for a moment he went completely off the rails, like it's evident on camera. I dread to think what he was like behind the scenes and on set. I think the man needed a detox in a big way
1: I still I still cannot get over that scene yesterday and I know it wasn't Nick but in Deadpool where the guy um, he's uh, supposed to be testing the bag of coke We, if anyone's not that we're uh, drug users here not that we know what we're talking about but if you see other films you'll see someone uh, you know maybe like put a little finger in rub it in the gums you know give it a little taste see what it is we watched a guy literally eat a handful of coke (laughs) and I don't think we touched on that once yesterday that's how ridiculous the rest of that film was
0: yeah again it's (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we're going to be referencing this film for, for weeks because I'm again I I got a little carried away last night so it is a bit patchy. Glad we didn't do Quizless Cage. Shit, or did we? I uh, fuck. I, don't,
1: I know. don't think I I think we didn't on the basis that neither of us had any notes from that film. And by the time it came round to Goodness. thinking up something, I was like, oh, I'm pretty drunk. That
0: film moves at such a phenomenally strange pace that even the most extraordinary things that would be the entire crux of any other movie just become the mundane really quite something I would like to revisit that at one point
1: I think we're going to have to go back to it it's difficult to find out any information alongside uh, Vampire's Kiss Vampire's Kiss you can find out a lot they've done like a director's commentary things like that this is a film that everyone wanted to forget yes but yeah we'll we'll touch on this another time let's get back to guarding Tess oh yes please how well how well was she
0: guarded not hmm Nick Cage had one job in this. Yeah. And he fucks it completely up.
1: Not just Nick, not just Doug Chesnick. There were seven of them. Yeah. Seven people tasked with looking after an old lady. Seven
0: grown adult fully trained men tasked with looking after one frail old lady. It's
1: their only job and they and they fail repeatedly. I won't lie to you. I found this film infinitely
0: frustrating for multiple reasons like the film they decide to introduce the plot of the movie 20 minutes before the end yeah there's five minutes of credits as well so this 15 minutes till credits roll they decide to add in some action where tess gets kidnapped through the most ridiculous means possible that's
1: pretty much the main story that happens in this the rest of this is just a character drama but i thought yeah. that's how this was going to end and then all of a sudden in the last like you say the last 20 minutes the whole film happens I just don't understand that pacing of that they absolutely hate each other for this entire film and then within a couple of, you know, they have a a very tiny chat and then they're all playing in the supermarket and then she's kidnapped and then he's got a rescue. What the fuck just happened? Yeah,
0: it was was all over and, like, I think Nick Cage knew this is a bit of a stinker because he does not... Actually, you know what? I'm going to eat my own words before I've even said them. There's some good Cage in this.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of really good moments. It's, It's not to say that this film is... It's not a bad film in the way that we've seen bad films over the past thing there is some saving graces to this there's some good performances just overall the pacing's off it's not something i'd revisit it's not a storyline that was just so unremarkable
0: it was really unambitious
1: i struggled to just look at the screen in the same way that nick had one thing to do i had one thing to do and just stare at the screen you know just try and take it in and i struggled I honestly struggled with this. This could be some interesting Quizzless coming up later. So let's bring it straight to Quizzless now. Let's see how much each other did pay attention.
0: Okay, I, I I was trying really hard, so I was paying as much attention as I possibly could. And unfortunately, you've now got me trained that every time any sort of number appears on the screen <laughs> or is mentioned, I have to write it down.
1: I thought we agreed we weren't going to be too uh, t- too anal with the Quizzless cage after you got anal. Yeah, angry yeah with that's me. what I
0: thought too. But <laughs> All right, here we go. This is loosely number-based. All right. how long is it between Mrs. Carlisle gets kidnapped in the limo and Nick Cage getting picked up Nick Cage getting picked up so this is after they've Mrs. Carlisle's gone for tea on her own she has a little table and fold out chair and she just sits there yeah, she
1: has, she has to pick Nick and then the driver just drives us off with her and then he gets picked up at a, some sort of service station and it's
0: about two and a half hours correct good job dan is it yeah Yeah, okay exactly exactly what he says he gets picked up and they say how long ago was she taken and nick says about two and a half hours ago i
1: couldn't remember if it was two or two and a half good job god i don't want to watch that film again
0: (laughs) ben okay
1: you may recall the scene where the president calls nick cage character from air force one where is the president traveling to to London, England. That's exactly right, Ben. Well done. Well,
0: actually, he just said London. It might be London, Ontario, but I'm willing yeah. to hedge my bets. <laughs> ah, thank God. That, well done, mate. You such a sigh of relief.
1: Yeah, I, I like getting that out of the way because I, I it really does great on me after a while. It really lingers over the whole podcast. <laughs>
0: Speaking of which, there are two moments in this film where the president calls Nicky Cage's character and both times, fantastic, it's just to tell him off. I loved watching Nick Cage finally someone tell him off for all the misdeeds he's been doing. But that's what I mean. That's what this film was,
1: really. This is Nick Cage getting punished. Yeah, totally. I made a note quite early on saying there's no way that's the actual president. I thought it was a prank. I (laughs) I thought Tess was being a rascal and had someone else phoning. As like a, a little bit of muck, just to stitch up Nick because he was getting a bit out of line. I thought that I thought that was going to be a really funny twist, and then it turns out the twist that she gets kidnapped.
0: Unfortunately, even if that had been a prank, Doug Chesnick Cage is such a he's such a stick up the old butt. He's such a button down right to the top. He's got his tie done up to eleven. He's got his shirt tucked in over his own head. He was just <laughs> so lame. It was such a buzz kill. I wondered what you thought about. Doug Chesnick
1: for someone that was that much of a narc it's unbelievable how bad he was at his job right I mean we know we know he didn't want to do his job and Tess Carlisle does not make it easy for him but after a while you just start to think come on mate you know that scene where um he has to phone the local police to let them know that she's missing again that's right and he he puts he puts him on loudspeaker so they all laugh at him just like how would it would be to look after this one lady and he has to hang up and I'm just, I am was there just being like this this feels mean mm. but they're completely fucking right
0: no completely right I mean I, I'm aware yeah, this is yeah,
1: fiction yeah. I'm aware this is fiction but how much would someone in that role be getting paid a- enough that to fucking much, a- enough to mind the old lady you know what I mean yes
0: enough to do the one job you've been assigned yeah big letdown Doug Chesnick like great name but, like, that's sort of as far as the whole thing went for me, really. Like, I'd just like to say that Nick Cage is a man known for strong character introductions. He makes such an impact on the screen. Within about five seconds of the film, we, we, we see, we meet Doug Ches Nick Cage. But he, it's just probably the weakest character introduction we've had left no impact on me or he's potentially the weakest character he's played there was just not nothing to him and like again just to reiterate the point there's a scene where him and tess go off i think she it felt like she was turning up the heat on him to be honest i thought she was testing him she's asking him about himself and he has nothing to say because his job is his life but he still fucks up his job and it's just there's no excuse
1: that's the thing. If, if you're going to be married to your job you've got to be good at your job like mm. fucking how I wouldn't hang out with this guy at all
0: no way
1: like he seems like such a fucking narc I, c- I couldn't do it how do you possibly follow Deadfall with that performance I, this is what I said I don't know if I'd feel differently about this film if I hadn't have just seen that but this is one extreme to the other this is extreme cage to boring cage
0: he was showcasing his range he was like look I can be lame and unengaging this is not a range you want <laughs> no 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 all right, let's, uh, let's see if Doug Chesnick can stand the test of time and advance in the tournament. It's time for... Cage... <laughs> so, we have... Returning current champion Jack Singer. I think? I really don't know what happened in the Cage match yesterday, man. I
1: can't remember on the basis that we were very drunk, but is there any way that Eddie loses? I'm fairly certain Eddie won it. I'm,
0: I'm pretty sure Eddie lost and we were both surprised, but
1: also relieved. No, there, there's no way. Well, let's let's be real. Let's quickly do a quick rerun here. Eddie's not going to lose on Cage. Oh, no, of course not. He's not, he's not going to lose on looks.
0: But that's three other categories. Although he does beat a man to death, he 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 kills a
1: guy. So that's free already. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, and and when it comes to like a bit, I think he I think he did do it. I I'm fairly certain that Eddie won, and it was just like a that that's all in. That was a no, no holds barred.
0: Oh boy, how embarrassing! I
1: mean, let's be honest, mate. Less
0: than twenty four hours ago,
1: we haven't remembered who's won <laughs> since Firebirds. <laughs>
0: I even made a point of writing it down earlier, but wrote the wrong character down because I couldn't (laughs) remember what happened. So, Eddie... Right, so with that being said, Eddie, (laughs) I'm so sorry for the upset, man. I'm not trying to start anything here. You're a valued competitor in the tournament. Not a guy you want to piss off. I fucking yeah. We have returning champion, Eddie, taking on Doug Chesnick Cage for the title. Let's go straight into our first round strength. Eddie punches the beard off a dude.
1: Yeah, you have to speculate that Doug's a strong guy, but in no point gets showcased. So I think this is an immediate one to Eddie.
0: Round two, we have likability. I mean, all we've done for the last 20 or so minutes is just slag off does Nick Cage.
1: I mean, Eddie's not exactly a likable guy.
0: He isn't, but he seems just more fun to be around.
1: But He's a very fun guy. You know that moment in Deadfall where he goes, why don't you go on a night out with my nephew?
0: (laughs) You should go (laughs) on a night out with Eddie. Everyone in the chat went, oh, yes, please. Yeah, you're not going to not
1: go. However, if someone said, do you want to go on a night out with Doug Chesnick? I think that's 2-0 to Eddie. And then when it comes to agility, we've watched a man get outrun by a fucking old lady for 90 minutes today. So (laughs) I think that's 3-0 Eddie. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah yeah, dude appearance he wears a tuxedo and looks nice at one point i'll hand that to him but
1: i don't care he's not he's not wearing a wig he hasn't got a mustache he's not got little contacts (laughs) in he's not wearing sunglasses this is
0: 5-0 to eddie
1: yeah because let's not even get started on cage i feel like that's going to be the case for quite a few films but I'd
0: like to issue a formal <laughs> apology to Eddie for doubting that any moment he did not advance in the tournament last night there was no there was you no had a hell of an influence on me Eddie and I got swept up in the tornado you summon everywhere you go
1: yeah I, I I can't see any any situation where Eddie's not winning against to be honest anyone
0: okay let's talk a little bit before we kill and bury Doug Chesnick before we slag him off and then say some nice things about him let's talk a bit about some of the good cage moments we get in this I think mainly if we're being honest about the scene in the hospital toward the end would you like to run me through that
1: it's my favorite scene of this whole film he gets convinced that the driver has been in on this kidnapping turns out he's correct but no one else believes him he goes in and because they're running out of time to find tess he just goes completely rogue he's already in so much trouble for losing the old lady to begin with that he pulls a gun on the guy who just immediately calls a blast you're not going to kill me in the hospital and he's like I think you can kind of see in his face, and I was like, oh, no, Cage has been defeated. Doug Chesnick is this pathetic, he's just lost to a guy that's unarmed in a hospital bed. And then he just pulls the ultimate cage, just grabs his foot out from under the cover, and just starts pointing the gun at his toes and just says, I'm going to count to five. And then doesn't count to five and just blasts his toe off. Oh, yeah. And then starts counting for five for the next toe, and the guy just immediately starts telling him. "It's It's honestly and, and there's that moment where like uh, Cage is kind of like is a mixture of sweating profusely and kind of crying <laughs> whilst he's doing it it's incredible honestly I I love that scene that's yeah, one of his great. that's one of his strongest scenes that we've seen in weeks
0: and, and props to the guy acting against him I thought he did a really good job he was sort of stumbling over his lines but it's quite believable for the scene yeah like when Cage comes at you with that intensity and you need to have a dialogue I can imagine that being very difficult and very intimidating and uh, yeah I feel like he held his own and speaking of holding your own against Cage and more specifically his rage during this film he was showcasing some of his uh, it's almost becoming his signature where when he lets out a little burst of the rage like he'll speak normally and then just loud at the end of sentences <laughs> yeah. he like really emphasise the end bit but uh Tess does this right back to him to take the piss out of him at one point, which I loved. He emphasized the end of a sentence, can't remember what she says, but she just replies to her. But the last few words shouts at him. And that I think that's the first time anyone has withstood Cage Rage such, you know, it's point blank at that point, essentially. But she was able to quickly turn it around and send it right back at him. And goddamn, if I don't respect that.
1: Yeah, it, it's really great. It's nice to see him get a get his kind of comeuppance
0: and it just sets the tone for everything else that happens to him because this lady walks all over him throughout the film
1: there's something else i I wanted to bring up with you ben you know how we love the the rivals
0: oh yes i love a showdown that cage kind of creates
1: these rivals in films and then he likes to come back and kind of really show him how far he's come which which has been your favorite rivalry so far
0: Well, so far, he's squashed most rivals that have come in his way. As we saw, he he forced poor Crispin Glover to put a cockroach on his anus. He stole the wife of and then murdered him and then the wife of Judge Reinhold. At this point in history, we're yet to see in the cage canon any of the Travolta rivalry, which is, of course, legendary. But me speaking from an outside perspective, I just I love the Travolta beef because already there's like a few bits of writing on the wall cage knows it's coming yeah and me in the present day now i know it's coming i'm getting excited for it
1: well let's let's go back to our favorite uh entry-level cage fan crispin glover
0: yes oh my god were you aware of what he's been up to since yeah
1: i mean just like
0: in Ooh, general boy. no he seems like a guy that would make wine or something these days I say he seems like a pretty normal guy, right? Yeah, that that's always been my assessment yeah. of it. I think he's got family in the business, but I think he sort of got a bit bored of it in the 90s. This and- was
1: my interpretation of it, but um, what I wasn't aware was that he uh, released uh, what I can only describe as a very questionable essay. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't get any easier to take on board. Mostly accusing Steven Spielberg of being a paedophile...
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And various other things. A lot of things about uh like mass shootings and things like that and could it be Spielberg's fault? What the fuck? I think Cage has literally ruined Crispin's life. He sent him down the rabbit hole. Yeah.
0: Cuz this is hell.
1: honestly baffling. I read it all this morning and I have no idea what the fuck I read. There's a bit in here that it literally says, and I'm quoting this, this is not something I've made up and this comes out of nowhere. Do Steven Spielberg's passions burn? Do passions burn in the man now imprisoned who wished to anally rape Steven Spielberg? Do our cultural mouthpieces confidently inform us that the wish to anally rape Steven Spielberg is a bad thought? Could anal rape of Steven Spielberg simply be the manifestation of a cultural mandate? What the fuck is wrong with Crispin Glover?
0: Crispin? Wash your mouth out with soap.
1: I don't understand... I don't, is this has this flown over my head? Am I not too am I am I not intelligent enough to get it? Jesus Lord, it goes on. Did Joseph Goebbels popularize certain ideals to the mass culture? Does Steven Spielberg attempt to do the same thing? Is celebrity more spirit, more special than actual truth in art? What is it? The entire essay is him asking question after question after question <laughs> with absolutely no answers.
0: Is he comparing Steven Spielberg to Bible figures, and then and, and
1: then it go it goes on to there. So this is the bit that I got tilted at, and I thought I started to think. I really hope you're in another film with Nick Cage, and he fucking bangs you out. He goes to a Do you like MTV? Do you like Steven Spielberg? There's there's a theme with Steven Spielberg. (laughs) He's clearly not a fan.
0: And the rising (laughs) inflections at the end of everything. Do you like MTV?
1: Do you like Steven Spielberg? Do you like post punk rock? Do you like trip hop? Do you like rap? do you define yourself according to the music you listen to do you consider yourself a true lover of music because you are in a rock band or because your boyfriend is in a rock band do you like tattoos <laughs> and at this one i'm thinking he's about to call me a pedo where's he going <laughs> with this he's, he doesn't go anywhere with it what it's just a list of questions yeah it's a list of um, it, it's the most bizarre thing i'm going to link you to this uh, honestly i couldn't recommend anyone to enough to look this up and to try and make sense and to please send me what on earth this means
0: what the fuck did cage do to this dude because this
1: is the most bizarre thing i've ever read
0: boy oh boy you did preface our recording with saying i've got something weird to tell you about but i could not have predicted it would be this boy what a fall from grace i mean he's literally gone from best of times to worst of times in the space of three weeks in my eyes yeah, someone needs to check in on Crispin Glover, and that um, like, I, I don't have any. I mean, yeah, someone needs to help Crispin Glover and yeah. just make sure everything's all right. Is there, is there a date on this essay?
1: I believe two thousand thirteen. Oh Jesus! So he's. I mean, he's he's okay, long someone gone.
0: Someone really needs to check on Crispin <laughs> Glover in that case, because, geez, that's actually a bit scary. I mean,
1: it, it's, it's literally just called it's a 2013 essay but i'm not sure i assume that that means that that's when it was um that's when he he completely lost the plot
0: are there any net references to nick cage in there
1: no no that's what i was reading it for to see if he then uh... <laughs> <laughs> it just got so weird that i had to i had to kind of come out on this wow uh, well
0: yeah thanks for sharing and you know thanks for putting the time in to do the research man i appreciate that
1: oh it's 2003 that he wrote this
0: What the fuck? So, wow, this is 17-year vintage at this point.
1: I've just found, classically, someone on Reddit's got a view on this. Uh, Crispin Crispin Glover, man with a grudge against Steven Spielberg after the latter had him kicked off the set of Back to the Future 2. Oh,
0: my gosh. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Okay, that makes a lot of sense now that this is just a personal thing.
1: Gonna kick me off of Back to the Future too? <laughs> you're you're going down. Yeah, read this, punk. Steven Spielberg cancelled. That
0: is quite <laughs> something.
1: It's the weirdest fucking rivalry. I just don't understand what's going on there. Of I'm... all the
0: fights to pick.
1: Yeah, very, very, very strange.
0: This is not Crispin, kids. We're here for Uncage <laughs> and the man, the legend. Doug Chesnick Cage and speaking of Doug Chesnick Cage I would love to hear you be nice to Nicky
1: oh for
0: once in your damn
1: life I feel like I've been plenty nice (laughs) I feel like I've been nicer than he deserves a lot of the time I haven't written a single essay (laughs) despite the things he's put me through um i think this is quite an easy one to be nice to him about just as far as uh, a lot of the time his character is dull but there is some real shining acting moments that moment i said where he's kind of like uh, almost crying whilst he's screaming in the guy's face and then shooting his toes off it's one of the most and i don't know this because his character's so mundane and kind of controlled for the entire film and then he just loses it that it's so hard hitting but that bit is so intense he really conveys that well I, I really enjoyed that moment. I think he uh, he really portrayed it well.
0: It's a great scene in which he, all throughout the film, he shows a great amount of restraint by not flying off the handle unnecessarily. And I would like to be nice to Nicky and congratulate him on his restraint in another way, this is the first time in what feels like weeks I have not seen him immediately try and shag the female lead in this.
1: I'm so glad. and I cannot tell you how happy I am about I'm that. I'm
0: so used to seeing Nick go at 100 miles per hour around women that I was convinced that he was going to bang that poor old Tess. But if I'm honest with you, Daniel... I'm not entirely sure that they didn't.
1: Well, you know it's catchphrase. Catch them, shake them, broil em.
0: <laughs> Boy, lose em. Yeah, lose em. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bop it. <laughs> He is the greatest.
1: I would honestly love that game of Poppet and when you lose, it just screams
0: "fuck!" (laughs) I shouted that way too loud at the end of last one. Oh yeah, I
1: remember you upset your neighbours. So let's. uh, This is a worst still. I don't
0: think that we even mentioned that that's a line of dialogue he has in the film yesterday. So I think anyone listening (laughs) thought I was just having a bit of a moment. I think
1: that's expectable. That's kind of uh, expected at this point. I think I just described that as expectable.
0: <laughs> Is that a real word? <laughs> I knew what you meant, so yeah, I think so. I,
1: I've said it, immediately thought that's not a real word, and as soon as I've called myself out, I've just gone, that's a real word, isn't it?
0: I'm so lost in this, uh, this quarantine now. But onward we carry all the same. Uh, and speaking of carrying onward, tomorrow we trudge ever forward with another edition of Uncaged. Tomorrow we'll be treating ourselves to it could happen to you
1: it could happen to any one of us
0: yeah listen this could have been you but we've decided to shoulder the weight and the burden of this project you're welcome
1: so you'll you'll be pleased to know that this goes up point 2 in the review scales to a 6.4 out of 10 okay And yeah, this is going to be 1994's It Could Happen to You, a comedy, drama and romance released in July. See,
0: that's how I think the film we watched today would describe itself. It was so conflicted. I know we just hopped off the bus, but I just want to quickly get back on and kick it in the shins one more time. The film that we just watched had no idea if it was a funny film, if it was an interpersonal drama, if it was suddenly an action cop thriller all at the end. Oh boy, oh boy, Nick. Anyway, sorry, it could happen to you. I think I knew what it was. And that was shit.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it could happen to you. Uh, the very brief synopsis I'm going to give you before this: uh, yes. a police officer promises to share his lottery tri- lottery ticket with a waitress in lieu of a tip.
0: All oh, right. I'm on uh, the edge of my seat. This, this could be interesting. I think this could be quite funny. I'm interested to see where Nick Cage slots into this. I'm guessing Waitress.
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, Charlie Lang is not the Waitress. Ooh. He's going to be starring alongside Bridget Fonda in this. Uh, we're also going to get
0: a role from Isaac Hayes. I'm looking forward to all of those things very much. And we will enjoy them together tomorrow.
1: Same time, same place. Can't
0: leave. Hate it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Broilum. All right, Daniel. A pleasure as always. Yeah, always pout. Nick, and like we say on the show every day, despite all my rage.
1: (laughs) I'm still watching these horrible films.
0: (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.